Hello and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, I have Seth Ross, General Manager for Dayforce Wallet and Consumer Services at Ceridian. Ceridian is, of course, one of the powerhouses of payroll around the world. And in particular, they've gotten into this product extension, Dayforce Wallet, which is a model that we've seen before on this podcast in that it is a basically payroll-tied banking and pay-as-you-earn platform. And I brought Seth on the show to talk about how Ceridian, a 800-pound gorilla in this space, has pivoted into this type of interesting opportunity. And with that, here's my interview with Seth. Seth, thanks for getting the time today. Thanks, Jason. Great to be here with you. So Seth Ross of Ceridian and Dayforce Wallet, tell us about Dayforce Wallet. Well, Dayforce Wallet is just an incredible product for, for people. And that's really the fundamental thing that we believe in is, is everything we do is about empowering people. And so what is it? It is an app and a debit card. The app allows you to see how much you've earned at any given point in between your pay cycles. And the debit card allows you to go and spend it. So you see how much you've earned, you tap a button, and you pay yourself instantly uh, from your available earnings. And then you go and you use your card, just like any, any bank card, just like your CIBC or Scotiabank bank card, and you have access to your money. And we truly are uh, just all about making any day payday and giving average workers access to their earnings whenever they need it. Excellent. So this is the model I've seen before, and it's been on the podcast before, but the fact that, again, the 800-pound gorilla in, in payroll has gotten involved in this just makes so much sense. I mean, really, when you think about it, we're just eliminating a point of friction in an intermediary in that, well, twofold. A, you're providing the ability to just hold the money through a conduit you provide, uh, helping solve for issues surrounding unbanked people because it's just easier because, hey, you can totally give them a bank account because you know that they're getting paid. And B, the entire concept of pay as you earn. So again, which talking about this earlier, the reality is it's kind of silly to think that we can get anything on demand, but we got to wait every two weeks or in some cases longer to get paid when we earned it two weeks ago. So talk to me about the genesis of Dayforce Wallet and the challenge and opportunity that Ceridian saw and why it stood up this, this kind of extension. Well, you're first of all, you're 100% right that try to think in your life, if you wait two weeks for anything these days, you know, you can get anything delivered Next day, in some places, you can get it delivered in an hour. Why should we wait two weeks for the things for the money that we've already earned? So the genesis for Dayforce Wallet really goes back to you know, the original founding of Dayforce, which sort of the, the nucleus of our product that was uh, purchased by Ceridian. But fundamentally, this was always in the idea of in the mind of David Ossip, our, our visionary founder and CEO. When he founded Ceridian as a, a human capital management and payroll business, the fundamental insight was putting together time and payroll in a single architecture. And what that did was that meant that payroll administrator could have real-time view of how many hours an individual has worked and what their applicable pay was and taking it out of this legacy batch process that is the way payroll used to be done for, for generations. And it was always in the mind of David that having that real-time visibility on payroll would ultimately not just end with making things more convenient for the payroll manager, but ultimately bringing that all the way through to the end user and actually allowing them to get paid on demand. And so, you know, David would tell you, he's had this idea for 12 years, but we launched it in, in the US first in May of, of 2020, um, and then in, in Canada in 2021. So, yeah, as I said earlier, this makes a lot of sense, right? You're kind of limiting points of friction and you're giving people the opportunity to 
basically essentially not have to worry about it going to their bank and, and those transfers that, that take more time and also position yourself as a, as a bank alternative, which is not a bad thing to be. But at the end of the day, when you think about the problems that these delays cause, the entire payday lending industry sure. is in part predicated on, oh, no, I fell short. I got money coming to me. You know, I got money coming to me. Here's my proof. Can I get some money in advance? And you know, when you add up the interest rates and the fees on that, it's extortionate. Now, I will be, I will acknowledge. I have a buddy of mine who's in who's in uh, as a bankruptcy trustee, and he will say solutions like this will not solve the problem. It may help people get into a very small small period where they don't get trapped in the cycle of payday loans, but it won't solve behavioral issues. But nevertheless, I mean, if we can stop for that that small percentage, you get fleeced in those instances. That's got to be enormous social benefit. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we we really want to help individuals take control of their financial lives and avoid those costly debt traps. You know, today, if you've got, you're in a, you know, a company with you know, 10,000 employees, a lot of your employees are going and availing themselves of payday lenders because frankly, life doesn't wait for payday. And so when an unexpected expense comes up, what are they doing? Either they're using their credit cards and they're getting, you know, charged a, you know, 20 to 30% interest rate on their credit card debt. And that's if they're lucky, if they have good enough credit to qualify for a credit card. If not, where are they going? They're going to, you know, to payday lenders or alternative lenders that can charge 300% interest rates. And so what we do is we say, well, we're going to put a tool in the hands of these employees that allows them to access earnings that they've already earned that are theirs at no fee. And that's a key differentiator for us versus some other platforms out there that it's really, it's completely free to the user to access their money, to put it on their Dayforce card and then use it for whatever they need to use. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking up data right now and I'm finding that, you know, the typical range on payday loans is anywhere between a hundred to a thousand dollars with the average being somewhere in the low hundreds. So we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars on a loan here. And that's part of the reason why the cost is so high is those, those small incremental costs still have to bear, have to, those small loans have to carry the cost of a much larger implementation than say a traditional loan because it's, it's the same amount of work. But here's the thing. I mean, we see these surveys all the time on people being one small expense away from being in financial difficulty. This is the manifestation of it. And if you're if you're sitting there two days away from payday and you're facing either a penalty or rent that needs to be made, what other choice do you have other than loan sharks, which is a worse option? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't wouldn't recommend that. No, I think it's it's really about providing options. It's really about creating flexibility for people and helping them avoid some of those really costly and frankly, slippery slope options that are out there. And so we're, we're honestly, we're really excited. I, I'm excited every day getting up out of bed and, and thinking about how we're helping people to take control of their financial lives. So, okay. That's the basic functionality. I mean, like you guys have already come and provided value to employers with the ability to pay their, their staff in an appropriate and quick way and a trusted way, then now you're providing utility to the end consumer beyond just getting paid, which is the ability to say, hey, you know what? No friction, access to my pay early. Here's my card, no problem. Not even need my traditional bank anymore. This can't be the end game, right? Like now that you're kind of potentially being the bank for some people, talk to me about where you guys hope to take it from where, from where it is today. Well, let me just start off by saying that, you know, we really believe fundamentally that when we put people at the center of what we do, we're going to be successful. So when you empower people and you make them successful, the companies that they work for will be more successful because they'll have a more happy, engaged, productive workforce. And when our clients have that, then we will be successful. And so it all comes down to putting the individual worker at the center of what we do. So 
Is it the end game? No. We're going to continue to expand that relationship with that end user and really build the Dayforce brand. And we want to be that primary financial hub for that user. And you know, we've got a unique position where we can demonstrate to those users that we have their back. We're helping them when they need it. We are giving them this unique level of flexibility and empowerment on how they get paid. And that will open up many other doors for other services that we can provide to those users to help make their lives better as well and help them achieve their financial goals. So, I mean, and a lot can be action from that, right? I mean, I've been working and seen some other companies who will started basically providing basic financial coaching within these apps, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of powerful things you can do, uh, including you know, simply just letting them, I mean, you already done the first one, letting them know how much they have access to because of the amount of time they banked already. Hugely powerful, right? And it allows them to, to make decisions that hopefully will be better, especially given some people that will have variable paychecks, right? I mean, how much does that impact the pay the lending scheme? And knowing what I actually have to spend versus and what's coming to me, Without having to do that mental math, it's got to be a great utility already. Yeah, the visibility is, I think that's frankly, it's an under underappreciated benefit. Like regardless, even if you never actually take your pay on demand, just having that visibility in a really clean and easy place is really helpful for, for people as well. So I think I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, so totally understand the motivation from an employee perspective, from an employer perspective. I mean, I was talking to this about someone about this with someone earlier. And from my perspective as an employer, if I got a small payroll, no big deal. Because when you really think about it, I'm making money off of the float that exists on that two-week cycle, right? If I know I've got payroll of $50,000, pick a round number, that's $50,000 of that basically has to be in that company, in that account every two weeks. And hey, if it's basically I can make interest off the average balance that exists there. For a small company, it's not a lot of money to give up in order to give, create a larger, a good consumer experience. For a large company, that can, that can total up. So talk to me about the motivations that you're seeing out there and how much the, the size of companies that adopt this may may impact their willingness to adopt it. So it's interesting. Let me touch on the motivation first. When we first started doing this, the motivation was very much altruistic. It was, hey, I want to do something great for my employees. I think it's the right thing to do. They've worked. They've earned it. Let's do this. What's really interesting is as we you know, progress into the pandemic and now this the great resignation, as everyone is talking about, the labor market is so tight that companies everywhere are seeing that they need to get creative and they need to pull every tool in their arsenal, every weapon in the arsenal to to deliver a compelling value proposition to retain their existing employees and attract new ones. And so offering on-demand pay is a really important part of that. It's how you can differentiate yourself in the market and attract the best talent. And we actually have seen that companies that are using Dayforce Wallet have shown a 15% lower time to fill open roles. Just as you think about it as you're in, you know, in the middle of this incredibly tight labor market, that's real dollars of getting the right people in the door faster. And then we've also seen a 21% reduction in 90-day attrition. So once you bring people in and retaining them and keeping them engaged and happy employees. So again, meaningful impacts the bottom line for those employers to actually uh, deliver this kind of benefit to to their employees. Interesting. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I can't can imagine some people having a real big difficult difficulty from you know pays you go to or pays you earn to uh, every two weeks again. But go back to the question: Are you seeing this adopted predominantly amongst certain sizes of companies? Are you getting that kind of dichotomy? Because I'm thinking, besides the fact that it takes longer to implement or harder to implement something for more employees. 
again, yeah. I think that there's there's some there is some benefit to the to the employer to not to not pay out. But again, yeah. if the labor market's that tight, that might counter that. You know, it's interesting. We actually are seeing that the adoption skews to the larger companies. So you know, Ceridian as a whole. We average about a thousand employees per company for, per client that we work with, and on Dayforce Wallet, it's actually a bit higher. So we skew a little um, to the larger end. Uh, we do very well with retail, with manufacturing, and with healthcare. Um, and you think about it again; those are markets that you know, add hospitality. Those are markets that have been very challenged post-pandemic or in the pandemic to to hire and retain, and uh, it's a benefit that really resonates with those large employee bases. What I will say is that the majority of the users tend to be hourly workers, but we've got a large and meaningful segment of the base that is well-paid, salaried employees who just appreciate having the access to the to their earnings. And we've we've seen actually we've done studies and showed that even people making over $100,000 a year there was a recent uh, Canadian Payroll Association survey that showed that 36% of Canadians uh, live paycheck to paycheck, and that included was consistent even above hundred thousand dollars a year earners. Um, and so it, it's um, you know it's a, a relevant benefit for a broad cross section of the of the population. Yeah, uh, you know I've said this before: paycheck to paycheck living is is as much to do, or if not more, to do with behavior than it is with um, with uh, with actual means. I mean, not surprising. I mean, like the entire comment about being in the service sector or you know the hospitality sector. These are of course shift based jobs in a lot of cases, right? So there's a lot of volatility to when they work. So I would think that the relationship between earnings volatility and and the desire to get paid as you go, I, I think there has to be a co- correlation there, right? I mean, it's not exclusive, but is that the majority? What you're saying? Uh, it, the hourly workers do make up a majority. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. we've also seen some interesting, I mean, there's some interesting behaviors too around, we see that people uh, really like to access their earnings after they've worked overtime, for example, because there's a sense- Windfall of, okay, scenario. It's a, it's a windfall to them, right? So that makes right, sense. Right, exactly. It's like, hey, I just yeah. worked this extra, you know, I've got paid overtime and now I'm going to access it. So, you know, that's that's another key key benefit for them. Yeah, that's surprising because again, it's one of those things that go back to the windfall scenario. It's, it's a- uh, it's a well-known behavioral trait that oh, it's it's found money now. It's money that you weren't counting on, so therefore it can be treated differently and and, and enjoyed, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, more power to them. So overall, I mean, bottom line is it's a pretty simple premise. There's a long way to go in terms of other opportunities you can do to improve people's lives, and even if it, I gotta say, even if isn't a tight a tight workforce this issue right now, just providing people that option, like you said, the the way that it's a better draw for employers and the retention benefits, I can definitely see why. Why wouldn't you want to have this option if you had the choice? Exactly, exactly. And I and I really feel that we are at an inflection point right now. Five years from now, you won't be on a best employer to work for list if you're not providing your employees with options and flexibility and how and when they get paid. I have uh, no doubt. I mean, it's. I mean, if you're the kind of employer that does spend a lot of time thinking about your client, your employee experience, and how to benefit. I mean, yes, it's nice to have all the swag handed out and the corporate events, but I mean, you want to you want to talk about the things that benefit them. I got to think that like just giving them better access to their own money once they've earned it is, is definitely going to be near the top of the list. Absolutely, and it's just a really valuable benefit that people appreciate, and it doesn't have to cost the employer anything. 
<laughs> yeah, except for some very anemic float, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm being coy about that when I say that, but like, it's the reality well, is, is that back in the day when interest rates were higher, maybe it cost you something. Now, does it really cost you anything? So it's a great point to bring up. Actually, in our solution, we don't require the employer to pre-fund. And so Ceridian uh, actually is bearing that float cost for those employers. Excellent. So, at the so end it's of the actually day, no change on... to your payroll funding as an employer. Excellent. So, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it does make that option a lot more attractive because, hey, I don't have to change anything. You're still going to bill me for the same amount that's scheduled every month anyway. So what, what, what do I care? So yeah, you made it a, a win solution for them. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So before we wrap up, there's three questions I ask everybody to end a positive note. And the first okay. one is, if you had one wish for something you could change in your company, the industry as a whole, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Uh, stumps everyone. It's, it's, it's such a good one, but it it's really does stump everyone. One thing that I would change... Let me think about that for a second. I would say we would have, instead of 5,000 clients, we'd have 100,000 clients so that we could access more workers and bring this to more people. So we're not there yet, but we will be. But it would be nice to snap my finger and have that be true tomorrow. Fair enough. I mean, it's still a new concept. Let's be honest. I think the first time I even heard about this was maybe five years ago. And even then it's, um, I think 2020 did you a big hand, the big help in terms of both the tightening of the labor market in certain sectors of the economy, but also the, I'd say the earnings volatility didn't help, right. And made the need for this amongst a certain cohort specifically greater. So not surprising. Second question I have for you is what's been the biggest challenge in getting day force ball to where it is today? So I think the biggest challenge is really one of education, the payroll industry at its heart is a pretty conservative industry because if you think about it, you have one job to do is make sure everybody gets paid and no one gets paid the wrong amount. You don't pay people too much or too little because you'll hear about it. And so, you know, the level of just helping people understand exactly how we do this, that we do this in a really safe and compliant way, and that it's just a, a great benefit that doesn't need to create a whole bunch of extra work for your payroll departments. That's been the key education challenge that we've had to get through. Last question is, what basically gets you up in the morning every day and excites you to keep on fighting the good fight and do what it is you're doing? I hear great stories every day about people saying, I was tight on cash. I needed to, my, my kid had a basketball game and needed a new pair of basketball shoes. And having this product allowed me to go tap a button and buy my kid a new pair of shoes. And I was a hero that day. That just gets me. And the fact that we're doing that thousands of times a day um, for people, it's just really motivating. And, and that's what gets me up in the morning. Yeah, it's important to remember that sometimes those unexpected expenses are things of that heap of meaning to someone's life, right? So it can be healthcare. It can be something as simple as making sure your kid can make his team and make his, make his game. It's, uh, yeah, I get that. So I thank you so much. I very much appreciate your time today. Jason, thank you. It's a pleasure. So that was today's episode of FinTech Impact. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you, if you're interested in looking into pay-as-you-earn solutions for your employees as an employer, then I highly recommend you take a look at one of these solutions like Dayforce Ball. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, or whatever's your podcast. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.